When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Think of us as a digital caravan of storytellers, bringing authentic, authoritative, and exclusive stories to you weekly from the tea lands. Hello, everyone. Brazil is celebrating Semana do Chá, its first national tea week through April 7th, with online tutorials and video demonstrations and in-person activities in 14 states. To participate at no cost, visit samandochá.com.br. Here are this week's headlines. India considers tough new import restrictions for Nepal tea, IMF bailout talks with Sri Lanka to resume, Kenya's Ag Minister reverses the government's position favoring mechanization, plus Asha Bandari, international trade and promotion executive at Himkoop, the Himalaya Tea Producers Cooperative, describes how Asia's enthusiasm for golden tips powered Nepalese tea producers through the pandemic. More in a minute. But first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Keilani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliptia tea estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. India's Parliamentary Committee on Commerce is pressing for a review of the 1950 Indo-Nepal Treaty of Peace and Friendship that allows free movement of people and goods. The treaty is unpopular in Nepal because of issues of sovereignty that give wealthy Indians unfettered market access. In January 2021, during a three-day trip to India, Nepal's foreign minister, Pradeep Gowali, said that Nepal would also like to revise the 1950 treaty to reflect, quote, changes and new realities and resolve a few misunderstandings, end quote. In June, Commerce Committee Chair Vijay Singhredi asked the government to impose stringent certificate of origin requirements that would subject tea imports to a quality standard, expanding existing food safety regulations. The intent is to curb the flow of inexpensive tea that is blended and sold as higher-priced Darjeeling. The committee's report calls for enacting an anti-dumping duty ranging from 40 to 100 percent that would negatively impact Nepal's tea industry. 
Nepal produces around 25,000 metric tons annually and exported 11,900 metric tons during the last fiscal year. Export earnings were about 30 million U.S. India buys 80 to 90 percent of Nepal's Orthodox tea and 50 percent of the CTC, which are processed mainly at Botley factories. Orthodox is priced much higher than CTC, but yields only about 335 kilos per hectare, while CTC averages an average of 1,600 kilos per hectare and sells for about half of that of comparably grown Indian tea. According to the newspaper, Nepali tea producers say that if India goes ahead with the Parliamentary Committee's recommendation, Nepal's tea sector will collapse. The paper cited a deep decline in shipments post-COVID. India's decision to delay the transit of 40,000 tons of Nepal tea for several weeks last year, and, in some instances, reject shipments transiting India but bound for other countries. In November 2021, India announced it would cancel import licenses of unscrupulous domestic tea companies found to be blending Himalayan teas with those from Darjeeling. The Tea Board of India imposed new restrictions to prevent companies from importing inferior tea. Deepak Kunal, director of Nepal's National Tea and Coffee Development Board, said that unfounded rumors questioning the quality of Nepal tea also contributed to the decline. He told the Post that, quote, India has adopted a policy to discourage buyers from importing Nepali tea and cited a tea shipment of 6,000 metric tons in 20 cargo trucks that was stopped at the Yapa border crossing in June 2020. Inspectors demanded additional lab tests, which caused delays. Quote, we were surprised by the change in policy overnight, said Kanal. He said that the Indian side also halted the export of Nepali tea to third-party countries via India. Quote, domestic traders and producers are obviously discouraged, end quote. To obtain export certification, Nepali tea must be tested at the Central Food Laboratory in Kolkata, India. Discussions between the two countries have since resolved double verification and notification concerns. Business Insight In 2016, Nepal and India, mutually seeking closer relations, agreed to review all bilateral agreements and treaties and, in 2018, issued a report described as a strong groundwork for furthering India-Nepal relations and resetting ties. According to Nepalese diplomats, the negotiation of navigation rights for access to the 1,500-mile-long Ganges River is an example of how the treaty could be modified. Nepal is a landlocked nation with limited transport capability, but major tributaries in Nepal could one day connect Nepal to the Bay of Bengal via Bangladesh. Talks between bankrupt Sri Lanka and the International Monetary Fund will resume this month as the government finalizes a plan to restructure $51 billion in foreign debt. 
The situation for tea gardens has improved with increased access for fuel and additional hours of electrical power. Workers must still contend with steep food inflation and limited supplies of cooking gas and petrol. A crackdown on thousands of protesters raised IMF's concerns that unrest will continue following the forced resignation of President Gotabaya Rajapaksa. His successor said he would not oppose constitutional amendments limiting presidential powers. Addressing Parliament this week, Renil Rikmasinghe said that he supports a four-year bailout that would make $3 billion available in August and help Sri Lanka to pay back $12 billion owed to bondholders. The new president said the only way to escape the crisis was, quote, if we all face this challenge together as one people, end quote, and asked that all parties in parliament join his initiative for a unity government. Opposition leaders agreed to work together during the crisis to balance the national budget by 2025. Debts currently run 140% of Sri Lanka's gross domestic product. Kenya's Minister of Agriculture, Peter Munya, reversed his advocacy for mechanical tea harvesters this week. According to a report in Business Daily Africa, Munya on Sunday said there is not enough job opportunities right now in the country. Quote, Kenya is not industrialized, and we need to stop using machines now. I am going to stop it. In March... The cabinet secretary directed the Kenya Tea Development Agency, KTDA, to expand the use of mechanical harvesters to all tea-growing zones. He said at that time, quote, Mechanical harvesting is critical as it will help reduce the cost of labor, increase earnings for farmers, and protect their health. Harvesters are now in use on many tea farms in Nandi, Karako, and Bomet in the Western Rift Valley. Labor unions representing tea workers, however, in all these regions oppose mechanization. Growers say the machines save up to 10 shillings per kilo. Manual laborers receive 15 shillings per kilo for harvesting 45 kilos about 100 pounds of tea per day. Machines typically pluck 400 kilos per day, about 1,000 pounds of leaf. KTDA purchases the handheld machines for about $200 each and provides the equipment and training to farmers on request. Arvinda and Intheraman in Bengaluru reports on this week's tea auction prices. India Tea Price Report for the week ending 30th July 2022. A Parliamentary Standing Committee on Commerce has presented a report on the issues affecting the Indian tea industry, in particular the Darjeeling region, at the Parliament in June 2022. Details of this have just been released to the media. This report is an outcome of meetings held with various tea bodies and the Tea Board of India. Among the issues presented are the dumping of cheap and substandard teas from Nepal, pending subsidies, land rights to workers in Darjeeling, Terai and the Duars, living wages for tea workers, especially in West Bengal, calling for the implementation of the 2019 
golden wages, which stipulates that 85% of the wages be provided in cash and the remaining 15% in kind. The committee has also noted the emergence of the small tea growers and have sought policies to mobilize the segment, along with including those in the Darjeeling district within the geographical indication status. In tea prices, sale 30 in North India saw a good uptake of orthodox leaf with 93% on offer sold. This is similar to the previous week. Darjeeling tea continues to hover at the 50% mark on volumes sold, prices dropping marginally. In the south, there was a significant drop in uptake of orthodox dust. Otherwise, sale 30 saw a similar response as sale 29. And now, a word from our sponsor. Q-Trade understands that a successful tea blend goes beyond the creative fusion of appearance, aroma, and flavor. Our multi-award winning product development team is passionate about converting natural ingredients into sensory experiences that customers crave. Every recipe is formulated with a commercial backbone of dependable quality sourcing with a pricing structure that supports a safe, regulated, profitable, and scalable blend. Q-Trade meets every brand's retail, food service, and e-commerce need. For more information, visit our website, QTradeTees.com. TBiz this week travels to Kathmandu, Nepal, where Asha Bandari, International Trade and Promotion Executive at Himkoop, describes how Asia's enthusiasm for golden tips powered Nepalese tea producers through the pandemic. Himkoop, the Himalaya Tea Producers Cooperative, is a consortium of tea producers founded in 2003. The eastern Nepal region has led the country's tea trade. Today the landscape is changing as more entrepreneurs are exploring the tea industry. We speak to Asha Bandari at Himkoop to hear about the growing speciality tea industry in Nepal. One of the best advantages that uh, Nepal tea has it, they own their factory, you know, they own their garden. So they have the power to make what sort of tea um, they want to make it. For example, one factory or one company is not ruling over many gardens and um, asking them to make uh, this kind of tea or, you know what I'm speaking, yeah. like, Every SMEs has their own individual power. That gives advantage to them to play with their art, to know more about tea, what kind of tea has been served into the world market, and uh, what kind of tea they have potential to make. And I think that's a, that's a good advantage. And I think they are doing it quite well, quite well. I'm really impressed with the small farmers compared to the big f- factories. Mm. Where does this change begin and who's leading this shift in the industry? The first shift happened with the young people, young entrepreneurs. For example, Saurat Subbai is a young entrepreneur. Um, Mankumar Mukhya is a young entrepreneur. They have grown up in, inside the tea valley. They've known tea for a longer time. They've also seen with the education and with the uh, globalization, they have seen the dynamic of tea industry changing we have good climate we we fall on the one of the you know highest elevation of the country and uh, what they decide is to do something good with their uh, knowledge and research 
and what helped them is um direct connection to uh, uh, to buyers they very thoroughly they've listened to the buyers you know what kind of tea they want in what season what kind of characteristics they are looking for in the specific tea so they've listened before that what it used to be like big factories used to make their own tea sell it to the uh, market if uh, if one buyer will bid it or they might not bid it but the young entrepreneurs are more focused into the specific buyer needs and they have the ability to make tea as per the buyer's preference for example uh, in gold, golden tips buyer might look for the you know um, sweet honey flavor look for the golden hour in the cup more body so each producer have specialized in what kind of tea buyer would be looking and they will be in the future so it's like more of a more listening and giving the service rather than making it and selling it and that's an important distinction to make right where once you made tea and hoped somebody would buy it now the producers are listening to what the buyers are asking for and trying to customize it to their needs with this direct access to buyers and this conversation and dialogue with buyers producers are also building relationships which could have a long term impact indeed as a producer as a nepal tea industry we do not only sell tea but mm. we believe in building trust building relation just exchanging the knowledge and work, working for the best for both of uh, the part be it producer or the buyer So tea is not just seen as a product or a commodity but it's actually seen as a vehicle to impact socially entire communities. Is that a conscious intention or is it just a consequence of the way things have shaped up? I think uh, it's both. We are pretty small in terms of capacity and the small producers uh, who does not have that much of capacity or even that much of uh, knowledge to uh, to build their own factory or you know even get into the market the model of cooperative and joint factory or you know the cooperative model started to collect and to involve all the people and give them facility a sense of being there even if you know there might not be much uh, capital to work on you know, for the joint profit But the cooperative model demands a lot of all the participants. It's a great idea, but to sustain it calls for certain commitment from the side of the farmers. So, given that, would you call it a successful model in Nepal? I would say yes. The cooperative has been secure and safety model for farmers. What about this golden tea? What makes it so special? A birds taken to make it are similar like a white tea, you mm-hmm. know. A small first leaf with a bird. I think it's more about the market how it uh, shaped it. We had a really good market in China and Taiwan before the COVID. And the way the price increased, they increased the price of golden tea. The way they demanded Nepal's golden tea, it really put itself on the highlight that everyone was trying to fulfill the demand. If we talk about um, what kind of a taste it would be like, it's like a remarkable sweet honey like. note with mm. not till finish um, but more pronounced and it has more body have fruitier notes changes it for the season and i think that that really got into the buyers taste buds 
most of the buyers always compliment like it's like a bright <laughs> golden <laughs> in the cup <laughs> wow is nice. known that so yes i think more of a dynamic market how the buyer uh, shift up themselves from the normal tea to uh, golden tea i think mm. that that motivated all of our producers to uh, have it having said that there has been a few producers who were already making it their it's their potential it's their hard work that the buyer could you know uh, come to come and taste their tea and it has been highlighted so nice. i think this is the market dynamic if you are focusing on domestic market i think golden tea would be one of the best first product that we should more focused into because it has a very honey woody dark chocolate flavor people who who for whom tea is our you know typical milk with ginger and cardamom mm. tea for those kind of a audience or those kind of a market i think golden tea would be excellent uh, product to you know market and make them understand about the tea culture so what will nepal's specialty tea compete on in the global market what do you think is going to be brand nepal tea's usp i believe it's our sustainable practice our gardens are already organic if not most of them are uh, turn converting themselves into organic uh, garden they are aware of their action and may change but how can we dive it into more soil quality you know it's not only for the profit it's not only for the market but it's also about the environment and how can we be um responsible to change it i think the, all of the producers are so pretty aware of the fact that uh, how all of our action has been the reason for the climate change mm. and i think that is the most beautiful uh, thing i've uh, seen the way producers are changing themselves into mm. uh, practice i think that that is one of our strong uh, marketing point mm. bes- beside our product Mm. Uh another is again it's not only about uh, business it's not only about profit but it's about the building relation listening the feedback of buyer and making them um satisfied with our product if there's no market it will be really difficult for any of us to sustain we need to work on a bit on pricing side having said that the bigger impact is always the sustainable practice and the belief we have for the nepal tea is will always be a sustainable practice give the quality of soil so that the future generation will also sustain from the same tea garden and the quality we would be making from the high elevation the the all the factories are in such a good location such a good uh, you know geographical or even the climatic uh, situation and i think all are making best out of it and we are trying to make their potential a bit more recognizable and yeah. i think it's more more than a product more than a you know market the if we go to the elam and talk about the tea and it will always be about the environment and how can we you know save it give it back and take it back from it Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? 
Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.